and welcome to the hellscape that is Gem Girls Podcast, where we spiral into the deep depths of the never-ending J-hole that is the 80s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, and you know, other long-lost cartoons no one cares about. I'm Hakuna Matitis. And I am Orifice Jones, and today we are discussing the final episode of season one. Yeah, baby, we got here. Yeah, Glitter finally. and gold. Yeah, I know, I know. Is it, <laughs> uh, is it the proper send-off? We'll see. Because according to the Gem Bible, written by our lady, our high gemissary, uh, Christy Marks, this is the one where Gem and the Holograms, with the misfits riding a wave of success, adopt a new glitter and gold look as they fight to win back their own popularity. And then there's like a contest and some other bullshit. And like TVH, we're going to skip some of that in Ms. Marks's layout because she definitely gives it all the way. And you got to keep that narrative suspense, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, cut it down there. For sure. Um, I was kind of dismayed to see at how far she had strayed in her ability to write summaries because they used to be like a one-two sentence punch. Yeah, quick like, like bam, bam. Ugh, Jesus. Christy, I get it's the end of the season, but you don't have to phone it in. <laughs> right? And, okay, one thing I want to say about this episode is that it felt like a commercial for new outfits and products for the gem line, like, of dolls. Oh, dude, 100%. This had so much um, season finale vibe to it in, in very much like what you're saying it, it, but I, I related to it more in you know how like the Power Rangers or like G.I. Joe at the very end of the season they'll have some sort of like power upgrade that involves new toys you have to buy right yeah and we see that with the Rock and Roadster we see it with their new glitter and gold look which by the way isn't some genius idea that they had, like, the contest they're literally joining is called the Glitter and Gold Competition. Yeah, plus also the outfits souked. They were awful. And, like, the Glitter and Gold outfit that Jem was wearing was the only thing that was even remotely glittery or gold of anything that anyone was wearing. Right. It was the only Glitter and Gold in the mix. It was also pretty, I thought, kind of gross. Uh, I wasn't a fan of it. Yeah. And like, I don't know, it, it, it feel like it gave her outer neck fat, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, like, put, like, ruffles around her head like a cobra kind of thing. Yeah, it made her head, like, like a third larger, and her head's already pretty fucking big with that hair. <laughs> and there was so much ruffle happening on everyone, I was not Too much ruffle. It. Yeah, like, I, I, was, I was ruffled by how many ruffles there were. <laughs> Good one. Um, Thank you. But we get ahead of ourselves. We got ahead yeah. of ourselves. We got excited. Because the episode, yeah, we got excited. We'll get there. We'll talk about it for 20 minutes. Because <laughs> um, the episode actually opens. We're at a mall and there's like, you know, a video shoot going on. And our boy, uh, Tony Jules, is there and mm-hmm. some random redheads. Yeah. And I don't know. I yeah, just okay, want to know. Go. Okay, no, continue. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, who are these? Like, the Weasley brothers? <laughs> Apparently they have a great sound. Rio says so. Um, I thought they looked like creepy triplets spawned by David Bowie and Chucky. Jocelyn, that is, I like, the most accurate description I have ever heard <laughs> for anything. Because you're right. Uh, even just in, like, the weird creepiness of them, because they were, they were weird creepy in a Chucky Bowie way. Right. 
like clearly they were emulating like new wave like kind of androgynous male uh pop stars of the 80s um and they're even called like what the downtown boys or the 45th street boys or some shit yeah some bullshit like that all i know is that their names are joe jay Tom, because Anthony Jules yells that as they're going down an escalator, also yelling, move, 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 <laughs> for them to do like new poses or something. It was very weird. Yeah, I do not understand his uh, method. Anthony Jules. Yeah, Tony Jules, yeah, Tony Jules don't got no method. That dude is making it up on the spot. And he dropped that line. Okay, remember from like the second or third episode when... They're like gargoyles and like they're filming some shit. And Tony Jewell says to them, uh, start from the top right where you are. Yeah, I remember that too. That's what I'm saying. He's just spouting phrases he's heard tied to <laughs> directing or something. He has no credibility. And he says it again in this episode. I was like, oh, okay. That's just like the... Didn't Google, of course, but they thought, like, huh, what does a director say? Let me just uh, say this over and over again. Does he say that started from the top right where you are? Yeah, he does. <laughs> I did not catch that. That is some bullshit. That's really funny, though. I thought of you instantly. I mean, it's hard not yeah. to think about you when watching this stupid show, but. Right. I'm always, well, one, Joss, I'm always thinking of you. It's an obsession. Uh, but particularly <laughs> when, when watching Jim and the Holograms. Yeah, so anyway, basically, Jerrica and Rio are there, and it's clear that Jerrica is kind of, like, financing this act or managing them as part of Starlight Music, because, as we find out, um, Jem has gone on some hiatus. She's kind of disappeared from the scene. Right. Um, I actually, I kind of like how we see a moment of, yeah, Jerrica more being a music executive and, like, a producer, like, getting other acts to yeah. be part of her label because we have never seen that previously and she really should be doing that you can't just be like a a one one band record label for sure um and but also as Gemma's removed yourself from the spot like we learned that the misfits are like rolling up in that fame and they're like topping the charts and shit yeah and so like kimber informs Gem by throwing a a newspaper in her face and Jerrica just like freaks out. She's like, I'm tired of hearing about Jem. And like, she kind of says later on that she's jealous of Jem because she's more of a somebody than she is. Which I, I get and I like that we're at least addressing that to a degree. And, you know, Jerrica wants to do more things that are tied to Jerrica's success. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the end of the day, bitch, like you, you made this bed. You got to sleep in it now. Yeah. No one told you to get a fucking alter ego, right? You didn't have to lean into it so hard. And frankly, right, right. We've talked about the first episode like a billion times. We've seen it a billion times, and I don't even remember like if she made the conscious decision to become Gem or if she became Gem and was like, okay. <laughs> I guess. Right. What I'm yeah, doing I can't now. remember either. I can't. I remember. I remember there's a, there being a reason to keep synergy a secret, but not a real reason for the Gem Jerrica thing. No, it was just. That, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, and apparently, Gem has been out of the picture for a while because, as you said, Jocelyn, there's like people writing about it. There's like a magazine feature on like where the fuck is Gem, 
Which is, I don't know, I feel like, you know, weren't they just playing a concert last week? <laughs> yeah, we learned that they haven't put out a new record in forever, which is, it's been like four months. Like, come on. Yeah, like, <laughs> relax, relax. Um, anyway, so as Jericho's kind of like in a hissy fit, Rio introduces Kimber to a grown man named Max Conley, who's apparently a friend of his, mm-hmm. who also instantly hits on her. Mm-hmm. And Kimber, being the thirsty bitch we know and love, is immediately into it. Really? Uh, I thought she was kind of not so into it. Well, I mean, into it too. She made a date with a dude. That's true. Um, and then she does say, like, oh, hello, like, I'm Kimber. I feel like she was, I thought she was vibing with it. Okay, yeah, she was, I guess she was vibing. Uh, she makes a date with this random guy she said two words to. Uh, right, right. Yeah, what a hoe. And, like, literally makes that date with the dude and then goes to get ridden home on the back of her other boy's motorcycle. <laughs> I loved it. Kimber, you hussy. Play them all. It's great. And also in this instance, we like she makes plans with both of them on the same day. Like she's like, "Oh, Saturday," and, yeah. other, and then to um, her boy Jeff, she's like, "Oh, Saturday," and then you know, yeah, you so, can probably see what happens. So Kimber is a playboy, essentially a fucking fuck boy. But like, because right, she's a right. girl, it's empowering and awesome. Oh, dude! I mean, it's great. Uh, I wouldn't. I, I like. We may, we shame fuck boys and all that kind of jam, and it's not cool when douchey dudes play a bunch of girls uh but when women and gay men do it, it's totally fine yeah uh that's all i'm saying <laughs> i was like you gotta get yours you gotta get yours you do gotta get yours you do gotta get yours yeah that aside um basically rio is pining over Jem, and jerica's rightfully pissed about it she's kind of yeah, like pissed about it too. do i have competition uh, which Jerrica, you know that he does with yourself. So right, and she also said that in a kind of a jokey way, which I was kind of weirded out about. It's like I, I also I, I to this I, I we've talked at length, and I still can't figure out Jerrica's psyche. You know what I mean? No, not at all. She doesn't really think. Um, yeah, but I don't know. But that being said, at the same time, I think like bitch is mad, twisted, um, and I guess likes. The inherent tension of leading two lives? Yeah. I would think so, because she gets to dissociate for a bit. Instead of, like, reckoning with her deep inner traumas. Right. Her parents were Satanists, as we all know. (laughs) Satanist pedophiles. Um, Right, right. Exploitationists. Yeah. uh, Orphan mongers. Right, orphan mongers. (laughs) Orphan organ mongers. I don't know. Harvesters. (laughs) I'm sure they have like this field that's just like full of like orphan organs that they have to harvest at some point. That makes no sense. Like, do you mean like like a field (laughs) like they've planted orphan organs and come October is the harvest? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you would have Ashley as a scarecrow. I think that would be like the the icing on the cake. <laughs> oh, that's such a good idea. And like they would starve her to death while she's on that crucifix. Like Oh, 100%. She's a scarecrow. You got to be scary. <laughs> it's like the crow pecks out her eyeballs and like eats her brain <laughs> while she's alive. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly, Jesus exactly. Christ. And they would still give her like water and food just to keep her like alive enough at the end of the day. <laughs> And they didn't even need to plant the organs. They just did that as a form of torture, like making the organ orphans watch, making them plant the organs themselves. Whoa, that's a whole other thing. Like imagine burying your own kidney in dirt, knowing it's not going to do anything. But what if it built like a kidney tree or like a kidney well, bush? Yeah, I feel like it would be a kidney bush for kidneys at least. Um, I mean, that would be that would be. I would give up my own kidney to to make a kidney bush. That seems fun. <laughs> I would too. Yeah, um, yeah. That makes. So I feel much like sense. lungs. Lungs would be trees, like a lung tree. <laughs> <laughs> would it be like two lungs per tree, or would it be like uh-huh. a stalk, like? I like, feel like one tree would actually just like, oh, I don't know. I feel like the, like, because you know how lungs look? It would be like an inverted lung. So it would just be like the base and then the two, like, big kind of, like, leafy parts that protrude out. <laughs> That's so terrifying. It is kind of terrifying, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. Um, right, we should, we're not organ, organ harvesters, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, when we're talking about people being super fucked up, it just turns out that we're the ones who are a little bit fucked up. And probably in this situation, I am a little bit more fucked up than you. Cause this, yeah, which I want to point out as maybe one of the rare instances <laughs> of this podcast where you're the more fucked up one. Uh, just saying. But, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, uh, listener, you've been through us. You've been with us for, like, a whole season of Gem. And you've probably already surmised this show doesn't have as much going on for it as we like to think. <laughs> well, we know, but, like, we deny, deny, deny. Right, right. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, but later on, back to this episode, we roll up with the Misfits. And they actually had, like, a crowd of people literally screaming their name, which I enjoyed. I was here for it. I was like, nice for you guys. You're getting some cred. I'm into it. They do deserve uh, some cred. Their music is actually pretty good. Yeah, they're a decent act. Like, removed from all the competition with Gem part, I could see them being successful. So it's nice that with Gem out of the picture, they actually are, which yeah. is kind of sad, I guess, just the, for the fact that, you know, Gem steals away their, uh, their, their popularity afterwards. But anyways. Yeah, but I would um, counter that that's their own fault because when Gem's a thing, they just chase after Gem instead of focusing on their own shit. Right, right. Like I, I think what I'm just saying is like it's almost like mildly tragic that they just feel the need to do that. And if they could only realize that, hey, maybe we don't need to engage in this toxic relationship with this rival girl brand, band, we would be, you know, successful on our own. But they, they can't see past their. I don't even know what it's driving it. I guess like vanity, jealousy. Well, they want to be the best, which. Like, we learn. It's not enough to be really, really good and be, like, number two. Because they are number two. No one else could, like, really rise to the occasion but Jem. Um, yeah, yeah. And I they mean, lost by one record. Like, come on. Like, stop being such a baby. Exactly, exactly. And in relation to that, what we learn is the Misfits are in part of some glitter and gold contest that some record store magnate named Mr. Beach. I think yeah. Yeah. 
Ed, uh, uh, what's his name? Evan Beach or some shit? Evan Beach. Evan Beach. Okay, so we subbed out another first name for a place. Uh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Evan loves the beach. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like uh, Jeffrey Deli. Uh, <laughs> Simon School. Or you could just name it after, like, it could be a noun that of, like, something that you really like. Like Michael right, Banana okay. Milk. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, you went for the you went straight for the banana milk. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. I've never heard of banana milk, and I've never heard a story where someone talked about banana milk in such glowing terms. Uh, I know I'm a banana milk advocate. Um, <laughs> you can find my organization um, http www don't forget about the banana milk <laughs> dot org. Uh, we do a lot of work just like, you know, telling people banana milk. What is it? Uh, I'll milk your banana. Yeah. Bananas. Do they even have milk? Um, That's a good one. We answer a lot of those questions. Uh, we have a Patreon account set up if you want to donate. But we are a registered nonprofit, so every every dollar counts. Whatever you can give for the for banana milk, it's for banana milk. So for yeah. banana milk, um, right. it can, one of your banana slogans could be like "Got banana milk." Milk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's I so mean, stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good though. It would resonate. People would get it. People don't seem to understand banana milk, which is very frustrating. Oh my god. Um, I really want to make this magazine cover now or whatever the fuck we were talking about webpage. Every magazine cover would be just me, <laughs> me eating a banana, looking directly at the camera in various poses. <laughs> you have to take some selfies. With a, with, a, with a carton of milk in my other hand. So oh I'm God. eating a banana, carton of milk. I'm wearing like a, like a, like a, like a quarterbacks outfit, but like sluttier <laughs> Looking at the camera directly on my knees. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god, you said so many ridiculous things. I can't even fully call you out for cardamom milk. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> is that a thing? Cardamom milk? Yes. I mean, I I imagine, I mean, it can be a thing. <laughs> you could just, like, you know, steep some milk in those cardamom pods. Fine. Um, that sounds great. So please uh, take some photos of yourself and send them to yeah, me I mean, so I can make banana a shitty... milk. <laughs> banana milk monthly. Uh, find it at <laughs> newsstands everywhere. <laughs> we used to have weekly, but we had to tra- we had to you know cut it back because uh, it's a lot of cost in the publishing world these days. For sure, the banana milk observer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're they're in a whole other league. We're more like, you know, <laughs> pop culture banana milk. They're more introspective, historical banana milk. <laughs> we, we, we're each in our own lanes, and we're not trying to, you know, veer from each other. Like, it's a lot of mutual respect in the banana milk community. But it seems like that would be, it was just you with, like, a different hat on. <laughs> like, with a fucking yeah, I mean, banana, banana milk observer is, yeah, no, it's me in, like, a safari explorer outfit with a magnifying glass looking at a banana and a carton of milk. (laughs) 
take these pictures, Michael, please. I know, I know, I know. I know and then I'm going to make will. a fucking magazine cover. It'll be so good. I got to buy some bananas. I got to get a carton of milk. So, you don't have um, bananas. You don't have bananas. I recently made my bananas to make it to a banana bread. So I'm in a, I'm in a interim banana phase. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, we're <laughs> at this yeah, event. Uh, right. And um, it turns out like this guy, Mr. Beach, um, cannot find a competitor for this competition. So right now the misfits are running alone. Um, and I love this part because someone's like, what about Jeb? And then fucking pizzazz. It's like, I guess they couldn't face our overwhelming superiority. <laughs> <laughs> it's a boss line. Good for her. Um, yeah, she's amazing. So anyway, some reporter asks her or asks the band, what does it feel like to be so popular? Um, which is like great question a- to be asked. <laughs> great question to be asked. Real hard hitting journalism right there. I don't know. Like, it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's pretty good, dude. I, uh, you're not popular. You wouldn't get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course you're asking, because you clearly yeah, don't know. exactly. <laughs> um, uh, and, then, and then that leads us directly into this song, How Does It Feel? And I want to, I just like want to, like, you know... Pause for a moment, as I did pause the music video when I was, like, taking notes down because I had to, like, you know, collect my thoughts as one does when watching Jam because it's a rapid-fire plot and you got to pause the video sometimes. <laughs> so I paused it right when the music video started and I got a really good look at, like, Pizzazz's amazing outfit. Mm-hmm. It is a black leotard with, like, the shoulders kind of cut off and then leading into, like, you know, long black gloves with gold bands on them. And then she's wearing, like, a giant wrestling championship-style belt with, like, a star on it. Yes. It was everything. I fucking loved it. Yeah, I kind of thought, like, it would be so cool if you, me, and Garfield went to GemCon dressed as the Misfits in this video. Dude, that would be, I mean, it would be fierce as fuck. Those outfits would look good on any occasion. Yeah, right? Like, I just kind of wrote about this, like, a lot of stars and a lot of spandex. It was hot. Yeah, yeah. At one point, there's like a pizzazz bust of her yes. head that mm-hmm. explodes. Right. <laughs> and um, a lot of them are, there are a lot, there is a lot of strutting. They can't dance, what? but they yeah, can yeah. sure as hell strut. Right. So. They can walk a runaway. Um, we also get a nice, at one point, we see some like ghost hands clapping. I, I like that. <laughs> I like that too. Yeah. Um, I actually, I love this video. I thought it was like some very tight work. It was the Misfits, maybe at their best. Yeah, that was a good Misfits song. Great outfits, great energy. I liked the Misfits this episode. Um, Me too. I was like, yeah. I was Team Misfit the entire time. Yeah, I was rooting for them. Um, but anyway, the song ends and the grand prize is revealed. Um, and the grand prize is they're doing all of this only for a gold album and a gold roadster the glitter and gold roadster which looks exactly <laughs> like the rockin roadster with like gold highlights i want to say yeah like a gold grill and like gold hubcaps yeah 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 um and i mean just to your point earlier joss and like obviously this was 
you know, they made a toy of the glitter and gold roadster. But narratively, it's like, how did this guy know the exact model and design of the <laughs> rock and roadster and make a gold version? Well, clearly, this is the only car that rock stars are allowed to drive. Right. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, every rock star needs a roadster. It almost, I mean, the, they both start with R, so I guess it makes sense. Why do they call it a roadster? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck a roadster is, either. It sounds like something like, you know, a hand job you give to a trucker. A handster. You know, like, the the suffix stir makes everything really funny. Like, hamster? Like, what the fuck is a hamster? <laughs> like, a little ham? That's actually, dude, you're, you're blowing my mind right here. That's great. That's great. <laughs> like, so true. Wow. Um... Yeah, so basically we learn that all of this hoopla, all of this effort, all of this concern is essentially to win, like, a lousy plaque to put on your wall in an ugly-ass car. Right, exactly. And uh, Eric is mad confident they're going to win because Jim is apparently out of the picture. Um, yeah. And then we cut back to the mansion. Uh, this whole this whole next little <laughs> bit, so we're, I don't know, fucking dude. They're like they're mad problematic in so many ways, but whatever. We'll just dive into it because um, Kimber's getting home with Jeff, which I'm pretty sure his name is her like stunt man kind of boyfriend. Yeah. And uh, oh, this is where we get like you know synergy. Asks Jerrica what's wrong, and Jerrica basically says she's like kind of jealous of herself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's like to Synergy, like, should I come clean? She's like, oh, Synergy's like, I actually know how you can help. Make a simulation of Rio, um, so that way I can tell him the truth. And given you being a magical my mom supercomputer, you can thus create, <laughs> like, you know, the most likely reaction that Rio will, will conduct. Which right. is also very, very similar to a scenario that happens in The Good Place, if you've ever watched it. Anyways. I have watched um, that, and yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Dude, have you watched the entire series? No, I haven't watched the last episode. Oh, dude, I or, watched sorry, the, the last... last um, sorry, the last season. I watched the last season, and then rewatched the entire series. Um, I love The Good Place. Great show. Yeah, I'm glad that they ended it before, like... They couldn't really go anywhere anymore, and they had to jump the shark. Exactly. I, I appreciate it was only four seasons. A four tight seasons, like, you know, 12 episodes each. It seemed like they had clear ideas of where they were going, what they were doing. Great cast, great writing. Um, and the end, it, you know, tug your heartstrings. Yeah. I love Janet. Dude, I love Janet. Like, Shannon got a body. Yeah, she's hot as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I also Manny Jacinto, who plays... Um, What's his face? Uh, Kevin. Not Kevin. Jason. Jason. Um, he's like mad handsome. It's kind of unreal. Yeah, he's cute. Um, anyways, anyway. so yeah, to this episode. So yes, uh, Jerrica asks Synergy to make a simulation of Rio to like test her telling him that she is actually Jem. Um, and Rio goes off on some nonsense. Uh, she is super, <laughs> super angry, calling a bitch a liar, and he made me a fool, and da 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 <laughs> And, like, it seems like the likely reaction, but I also yes. just kind of love the idea of it's actually just Synergy totally fucking with her, because Synergy's secretly <laughs> kind of evil, and just likes to, like, fuck with everybody. Uh, love and it. She, 
Because she has this line at the end, like, oh, but Jerrica, like, my predictions could be wrong. And I just imagine in my head, like, a wink to the camera of her being like, yeah, I'm fucking with her. Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, her reaction or her simulation seems pretty on the nose and, like, does kind of pan out, even though Jerrica does not end up telling Rio shit. Right, because as we see, you know, we see the consequences of Kimber making the date on the same night, which, like, rookie mistake, Kimber. If you're going to play a bunch of dudes, like, got to keep on schedule. Um, yeah. So she's getting, ready, great, she's getting ready with Jeff wearing some, like, horrendous Argyle sweater vest dress. <laughs> I thought terrible. that was her best outfit of the episode, and that is so Also, that's so, that's so fucked up, because uh, that, it was terrible. It was a real It bad. was also the best episode, the best outfit of this episode of hers. Of hers, perhaps. We also get, like, a small scene of Aja wearing, like, a jungle explorer <laughs> chic kind of outfit. I kind of like sash. It. I kind of liked it, too, but I like, kind of, like, hated it. You know what I mean? I didn't understand it. Exactly. I was like, why are you wearing this just at the house? It was very weird. I guess my whole thing with that is kind of back to the idea that they were trying to sell new outfits for the dolls. I kind of felt like they had to come up with a bunch of new outfits that they had never seen because they never repeat old outfits in this episode, actually, as far as I could tell. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think you're right. And like, for the most part, these were outfits we've never seen before. So I wonder if they just had to come up with too many too soon. And like, some of them were duds, but they had to kind of roll with it anyway, because it sure did look like it. Yeah, yeah. This, this was like the last episode of the season. So this was like kind of crunch time. It's like, yeah, pack it in as much as you can, ladies. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, so Kimber, uh, her, like her for both of her dates, one was already there, the other one arrives, and um, instantly they start fighting. Um, <laughs> and they, like, you know, they go they go to fisticuffs, but it's not necessarily fisticuffs, it's more like a homoerotic grabbing kind of fight. Yeah. Yeah, grabbing. it's uh, very gay. It's the gayest moment of this episode. Oh, I don't think so. I have a way gayer <laughs> moment. We'll get there. Oh, trust oh wait. Me. Uh, actually, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, no, let's let's go on. Let's go on. Continue. Continue. So Kimber is like freaking out. She shrieks. It was very shrill. It was very annoying. Um, and basically, Jerrica is on the precipice of confessing to Rio when this all happens. And basically, they're forced into the middle of this fight when the two guys start punching each other in between them. Um. And basically, it comes out that Kimber double booked her date, and real fucking goes off. Dude, he goes mental. Yeah, he's like, "You should be ashamed. You made a fools out of them. I hate deception, and I despise liars." Yeah, it's like, whoa, what the fuck? Relax. <laughs> like, for one thing, she is a grown ass child. She can date whatever grown ass man she wants. She's 16. Um, she can date people. She can date up she, to Yeah, like but she, like, I don't know how old these fucking other dudes are. She can date someone to the age of 35, Jocelyn. Is that what you just said? <laughs> Twice in her jest. age, which is 60? Ingest. Ingest. All right. All right. Yeah, she can ingest those fucking dudes' semen, <laughs> what you're saying. Yep. 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I got you. In I got jest. you. Yeah. Imagine if I just said that, like, in jest. I would, I would not like that. If anyone ever, like, if I was, like, coming into a dude's mouth and he started saying, in jest, in jest, I would not like that. <laughs> Me neither. That would be awful. <laughs> I would hate it. I would hate it. Um, anyway, so Rio's ripping into Kimber, and Jerrica does step in, basically being like, yo, like, give, like, you know, calm the fuck down, dude. You don't even know what's going on here, so, like, calm, like, whatever. Um, and then Rio kind of gets off the hook, but then starts ripping into Jerrica. Yeah. Because she, because he's basically like, oh, like, what were you going to say? And she's like, oh, no, actually, like, I don't want to tell you. And then he goes off on her, and is like... Fine, you can both have your secrets. No, 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 Storms off and fucking kicks a plant. Best moment in the world. That was so good. Hey, do you remember at GemCon? This was before yes, we were like this super... Is, yeah, this yeah. is the infamous kick of the plant. Yeah. Um, that was a great uh, emulation, a great... Uh, yeah. So, uh, listener, because you weren't at GemCon with us and you aren't in our shared collective psyche... You That's will true. be soon. Um, <laughs> when we went to GemCon, we, like someone did a bit of like they had like, a little tiny plant and they were dressed as Rio, and then they kind of like did a little number and then kicked a plant at the end. Us being uh, Gembrios at the time weren't savvy to the inside joke. This is where it comes from, because uh, you know Rio he straight up kicks a plant, a house plant, a potted plant, a potted plant. Yeah, a potted plant of ficus, if you will. Who the fuck knows yeah. what it was? Who the fuck knows? And that being said, though, like, of course, Rio's ridiculous in this moment. And he's being a little shit. And the shit he said to, to Kimber was unjustified. But yeah. his reaction to Jerrica overall isn't, I don't think, unjustified. No. Because bitch lies to him all the time. Yeah, and like she he obviously knows that she's hiding something because she's being super elusive with her emotions and with sharing her feelings. So Right, right. Like it's suspicious as fuck. Like she hasn't been like clever about covering her tracks. Oh no, she's been super lazy and uh super sus. Soup sus. Soup sus. Uh uh but yeah, so basically we cut to the record store and Jerrica and the holograms come in and they basically say, hey, listen. Whoa, 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 Jocelyn, 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 Jocelyn. <laughs> you, you skipped over perhaps my favorite part because... The, the like, hot-ass uh, sales clerk filing her nails? Yeah, that's my girl. Uh, <laughs> because this bitch is working at this fucking out record uh, store, whatever the fuck you call it, a music <laughs> retailer. Um, and this is, this is where, you know, head honcho Mr. Beach is at. So I took this as actually his assistant, but I don't think it was. I think she was just like, you know, someone who works there. Um, and she is in, she has great hair, great big hair. She's wearing this like, this like great green outfit, filing her nails, no fucks to give. And when Gem and the holograms roll up, they're like, oh, where's Mrs. Mr. Beach? And she's just like, I don't know, like over there. I don't have time for you. I loved it. I loved her. I love all of the assistants in the gem in the gem the holograms universe. Yeah, all of the assistants like know what's going on. They know to give as few fucks as possible. 
into it. I wouldn't even think to bring a nail file to work. Like I just exactly, think. <laughs> and it's just a power move. Like they're not actually doing anything to their nails. It's just when they see someone they don't want to fucking talk to, they bust it out. And it's like, uh. so true. Uh, we stand. We stand. Um, yeah, I'm all. I'm all about a power nail file. It's like a, <laughs> one of the more unused but effective of all uh, power moves. Uh, so yeah, basically, like we're back in the store. We see that hot ass bitch, and Jerica and the holograms are like, "Listen, like if we can cut a new record on time for the glitter and gold contest, can we be a part of it?" And they're like, "Sure." Um, I have no idea how much time they had, but it seemed like maybe a week. Yeah, it was like you're gonna cut an album like that. Like, okay, you could just do it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard their songs. We both have. Like, it's yeah, plausible. Like, it, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. They're all 30 seconds in garbage, so whatever. <laughs> um, so basically, um, Pizzazz, like, asks, wait, what happens? I don't know. I'm lost. Dude, I, right I, all I really remember is the holograms are trying to get Jerrica, like, into the idea of competing, and she's kind of reluctant. Then she overhears, like, Eric talking some shit. And then she's like, no, you know what? We're up, we are going to do this. And then she, like, I don't know, transforms the gem and then gets into the competition. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Yeah. That's basically what happens. But I had a very strong reaction to, we then cut to, I don't know, Rio turning some dials, pretending <laughs> like he knows what the fuck is going on. And <laughs> Gem rolls in, or Jerrica technically, and they, like, kind of, like, embrace, or I don't think they kiss or anything, but they kind of hug, and there's, like, a whole, like, oh, my God, I missed you, dun dun It's like, you guys are technically in a fight. This is kind of fucked up. Yeah, this is super fucked up. Like, how can Jerrica just turn it off like that and pretend to be totally okay because she's, quote, unquote, gem now? Yeah, it's kind of twisted, dude. It's, like, deeply pathological. Uh, yeah, yeah. This bitch has uh, problems. Well, again, her parents were Satanists. Uh, it all, it all kind of like you know snowballs. It checks out. It tracks. It tracks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and then we had this moment where it's like kind of like everyone's joining forces and they're gonna upgrade to like glitter and gold mode. And that <laughs> this is, that's essentially what happens. It's like, yeah, like we need something fresh and great. We'll do glitter and gold. And this is the moment where I was like, I thought it was hilarious. Because despite this fact, despite the fact that this show is about, you know, a girl glam rock band and it's originally marketed towards, like, young little girls, it's following the exact same formula of, like, Power Rangers or Transformers or some shit where at the end of the season, to take on, like, a really intense battle or, like, bad guy, they have to, like, assume a new, new form or call on some magical power or some shit. It just... It was very, very similar. Why do you think that is? Is it just like how cartoons were back then? Because it actually makes no sense for the plot at hand. Yeah, I think it's just like part of that's how cartoons work. But it's also like, I guess, how like kind of seasons finale It's also like how seasons finales works. How, where, mm-hmm. where I, repeat the, well, I don't know where you put the S in that sentence. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have to like up the stakes and it's definitely like a trope in cartoons where yeah like some random obstacle comes up where you have to assume some sort of new form and power up uh yeah you see it everywhere 
This is such a lame new form, though. Like, if Jem had turned into, like, I don't know, like, half horse, half gem, like, I would Centaur gem, Hondo P, would have loved that. Give me a mer gem. <laughs> or like half airplane gem. Like, I don't fucking care. Just yeah, like, give like, me a, yeah, splice that bitch's DNA with anything. Uh, she could even splice it with like fashion sense. Because this glitter and gold outfit is terrible. <laughs> yeah, they definitely did not inject like fashion sense DNA into her new form. Um, yeah, that yeah. outfit so- was ugly and it wasn't even that glittery or that gold right yeah so like when we when everyone you know joins forces we go into the song glitter and gold and this is where we see them in all of their new outfits and supposed glory and as we already discussed that like Jem's outfit is the only one among all the holograms to be glittery or gold in the slightest hers itself was not very glittery and she's also <laughs> like wearing this like wrap around it's not even a boa it's just like ruffles it's like a, like a <laughs> ruffle fabric that she has around her gigantic head to make it look like she is a cobra spewing venom or those dinosaurs in Jurassic Park that shoot venom or whatever. It's one of those. It's like a, it's a lot of fucking head. A lot of head. Uh, maybe too much. Uh, too much head. Too much. Definitely <laughs> too much. And we've all been there. You know what I mean? Like at one point you get bored. Is receiving too much head boring? Because yes. I find giving too much head extremely boring. I find both are true, quite honestly. I, like, I, I find BJ's overrated in almost every respect. Wow. Uh, BJ's, whatever. Do your thing. Do your thing. Uh, yeah, way too much head. Um, also, can I note, like, why? who thought it would be a good idea to put a bitch in brown eyeshadow? Dude, it's, it's the whole color scheme is weird and, <laughs> like, like, poop adjacent. Yeah, it looked like a lightly golden flecked turd. Yeah, or even, like, you know, rust. I feel like Jem was like one shade away from rust. <laughs> Glitter and rust. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, this song is also like fucking nonsense. It's literally them just saying glittering gold over and over again. Yeah, I honestly stopped paying attention. All I yeah, know it was, like, is... super pitchy. Oh my god, at the end. <laughs> at the end, she like hits some notes. It's like, wow, lady. Uh, I my also... ears. I also want to point out that Rio is just, like, so dead-eyed and toothy. Like... Oh, okay, no, no. This is also where I think is maybe the, the gayest moment of the episode, and we actually do see a repeat of it later, because Rio is dancing with Jim in a, like, white <laughs> pants, glittery, like, I don't know, like, tr- like uh, parade conductors type outfit, and he's doing <laughs> kicks everywhere, dude. It's the gayest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty gay. Um, he's also wearing an outfit towards the end where I'm like, what is this? This is Oh yeah, like like his like his like the the, the the Tron style jumpsuit that had a bunch of color random colors on it. Um Yeah. It we'll was, get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there sure. um, anyway, yeah, yeah. so let's fucking songs end. And then we 
the song ends. And then we cut to Eric Raymond, like in another, like again, in a seedy part of town and where there are a bunch of skinheads everywhere. And the skinheads are called the Skulls. They're a band. And Eric basically wants to enlist them to sabotage Jem um, because clearly they can't win without doing right, that. Right, right. Um, and like, I had a moment of like, oh, so they're not musicians. They're just hired goons. But then it was like, isn't that all a musician really is? Just a hired goon? <laughs> I mean, if they're out there like wielding baseball bats and like smashing people's skull in. Skulls right, in. right, right. But then my other, my more, you know, pertinent pressing thought, I'm going to say it's pressing, is where's my boy Zips at? Why you got to go call the Skullheads or whatever the fuck to do your dirty work? I'm sure Zipper would love to smash some albums. Yeah, for nothing in return. Like, exactly, he didn't exactly. have to promise these guys a record deal to, like, fuck her up. Like, they could, he could have just enlisted Zipper. But I think, I think Zipper's disappointed him too many times. Even though yeah, he's always like they're been on the there. Outs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're, they're on rocky territory right now. They might not make it through. Yeah, probably not. But, like, Zipper is still pining for it. Eric is ignoring all of his texts, but, like, gets a huge heart on because he's happy Zipper still wants him. Right. And a part of him misses him too. But a larger part of him is just like, you know, a businessman. He's like, no, 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 no. You got to judge people on performance. Um, And Zipper is kind of a big softie, you know? Yeah, definitely. Not really. He's actually, he's he's, he's murderous. He's murderous. Yeah, he doesn't care. He'll blow up an (laughs) orphanage. (laughs) He has on several occasions. (laughs) Um. So, yeah, basically the goon chases after Jerrica, who is transporting all of these records to the record store for the competition. Okay, before we get there, before we get there, it's like a little bit before, because, like, yeah, we cut to Jerrica packing up some shit, and she's, like, packing up all these records to bring to the record store, as you just said. But she has this exchange with Rio, um, where, (laughs) like, Rio's, like, trying to help her, but Jerrica's like, yo, no, I'm pissed off at you, so, like, fuck off. And she gets everything into the car, and Rio says, like, oh, no, don't go. It's dangerous for you to go alone. And I was like, what is this, like, Zelda? Like, give her, like, are you going to give her, like, a bitch a sword or something? Why is it dangerous for her to go alone? Yeah. Uh, and then Jerrica, like, drives away in a puff and, like, calls him, like, Mr. Pacheco, which I really loved because I don't think we ever hear Rio's last name ever. No, except for that one time. Right, exactly. I don't think we ever heard Jerrica say it. But, yeah, no. so anyways... Bitch drives off solo with all those records in tow, and the skulls, or the skull heads, whatever the fuck they're called, they see her go by, and they have this line of, that's our baby, which I thought was super creepy. Uh, <laughs> and they say that. It's, it's, it's super so weird. It's so scary. I miss that. Yeah, it's pretty fucking terrifying. Um, and then we get a nice, like, you know, violent car chase, because what is an episode of Gem the Holograms without an unnecessary car chase? Uh, and they, they manage to get Jerrica to pull over. Jerrica, to her credit, you know, roughs him up a little bit. She doesn't, like, you know, kind of go down flailing. But eventually she is overpowered, and, you know, one dude just kind of grabs her. Uh, and they're basically just there to smash all of her records to bits, so that way there aren't any really to sell. Right, um, and, like, that's su- a super bait plan on Eric's part because it's clear who's behind that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
That they should no have sense. stolen the car or something and then, like just drove off. That would have been far smarter. Yeah, for sure. That, but like you can't wrang like rally and wrangle up a a, a skinhead. Exactly, exactly. Um, but as the smashing is ensuing, Rio comes through and like. I think, like, he manages to get, like, a baseball bat and, like, fucks up a couple of them. And he goes into that Rio mode where it's just, like, he's, like, pure rage. Um, (laughs) And, like, the thing is, like, the two guys, like, run away from him. And I was like, yo, dude, I would do the same. Like, something clicks in that guy where he becomes something else. And, like, I would be terrified to, to encounter him, you know? Yeah, um, I actually, in this scene, this is where I thought you were going to say this is the gayest thing in this episode, because Rio, like, is holding a bat, and he's, like, stroking it in his one hand, and, like, gripping it firmly, and then he's, like, batter up. (laughs) Whoa! I did not notice that. And, yeah, that was the gayest thing for me in the world. Well, yeah, I mean, you you are probably right. Wow, that's uh, that's fantastic. (laughs) Um, but anyway, um, basically, like, Jerrica and Rio kind of reconcile here, and he's like... Oh, no, 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 Jocelyn, well, like, oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, sorry, 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 sorry. He's like, I might get mad, but, um, you know, I still care, and she's like, yeah, me too, whatever. Which, but dude, like, no, his exact line is, I may get mad, but I still care, and it's like, dude, that is a catchphrase (laughs) of every abusive relationship. (laughs) That's so true. Like, I I thought it was so dark when he said that. I was like, whoa. Like, is Christy Marsh trying to say something here? I don't know. But this this relationship, it's not even just Rio. Like, them together is just so incredibly toxic. Right, 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 right. Uh, Yeah, and Jerrica's, like, totally into it, and she's fine. Um, Yeah, so we get nowhere. She doesn't actually tell him, even though she said she would, no matter what the consequences. So she's a liar again, but we knew that. We knew that, exactly. Uh, Good old Jer Bear. And um, (laughs) apparently enough of the records didn't get smashed, despite the fact that we saw a lot of them get smashed up, because... uh, we got into like kind of like a montage of like people buying the records and like the contest is going on. And I really like the Misfits merchandise where it's like, I don't know, like a snake and like Roxy holding some chains and they're all kind of posing. It's a good look. Yeah, for sure. I thought they kind of looked like toddler prostitutes. Oh, who? The Misfits? <laughs> yeah, but in wow, a good way. Wow, okay. Oh, okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, we're at this record store and um, the Misfits are currently winning the competition. Um, like three to one, baby. Three to one. Yeah. And they're like, they obviously rub that in their faces because they're bitches like that. Uh, but it turns out Jerrica has a strategy. She's basically enlisted Lindsay Pierce to like release her their new music video during the competition. So obviously everyone goes wild and starts buying Gem Records. Right, which is when we cut into a combo song, We're Up slash You're Down. Yeah. Um, and before we get anywhere, let me just call a bitch out. 
of Jim, like, the fuck are you wearing? Like, you cannot pull off a star sash headband. I'm sorry. You just can't. Yeah, basically what I, my impression of this music video was Kimber is wearing far too many floral print garments. Jim right. is wearing way too many stars. And yeah, that's, that's what I have to say about their fashion. It was trash. Uh, it was it was terrible. It was terrible. That being said, though, Pizzazz is serving some brown cow realness. I enjoyed that. Uh, brown cow Roxy, stunning. Yeah, brown cow stunning. Exactly, exactly. Uh, she was. It was great. Um, and Roxy at one point comes in with this, like, jumpsuit that has shoulder mesh going on. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, there is a lot of mesh, a lot of bodysuits. At one point, they're wearing mesh and bodysuits and top hats and, you know, a tuxedo jacket thing looking fly. I know, I know, I know. Their outfits are, like, everywhere. They're really, really good. Um. So, anyway, the song ends, and basically the misfits are like, yo, what is your plan here, Eric? Like, we're still losing. And Eric's brilliant idea is to give people free money to buy Misfits records. <laughs> Right, and he's, like, giving away the money as the misfits are, like, kind of posing next to him on a car, but <laughs> wearing amazing, what I can only call swamp church lady outfits. That's, like, the vibe I got from their outfits. It was pretty great. Really? I said that, um, I think that Roxy looks like a reptilian m- madam at a brothel. Right, Swamp Witch. Swamp, swamp Church Lady. Swamp Church Lady Witch. Exactly. From the Bayou. Little, you know? Yeah, Bayou vibes may or may not be amphibian, a lot of green. <laughs> it's so good. I yeah, it's super so good. good. I loved it. Um so yeah, he's he's also giving them the money before they buy the making album. Making the bu- yeah. yeah, like which is stupid yeah. as fuck. I would take the money and go. Yeah, and keep the money for the the album and the money you just gave me. It, it was a flawed system. Yeah. I mean, he probably, maybe he was like, if you don't come back and show me the album, I will send my go- like my gang of skinheads to break your knees. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that was implicit in him handing out the money. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it's a snarl. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and like we got a little scene here of some old bitch... Doesn't understand. She, like, buys a hologram album because they, quote-unquote, look nice. Which is like, all right, lady, you can go fuck yourself. (laughs) Yeah, that old woman sucked. Yeah, Um, she sucked so hard. Um, And not just because she was old. Yeah. um, As my driver's ed instructor would say, Brunkle Sam, she's a senior citizen. (laughs) Oh, whoa. Brunkle Sam. What a, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, 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 so, um, they, uh, yeah, that old bitch, like, is, you know, she's super dumb, and then we, uh, we cut back to a little bit of a scene with the Starlight Orphans are buying albums to help, um, and it was one of those, I had a moment of, like, did we, did we need to see them in this episode? I thought we were gonna get an orphan-free ep, but apparently not. And, okay, uh, what killed me about this scene was, like, they gave, they took whatever pittance Jerrica gives them for their labor um, to then buy air, like buy the records of Jerrica's band. So like, I know it's, it was, it was, it was messy, dude. I didn't feel good about it. 
I loved it. Only Christy <laughs> Marks could do that, honestly. I know, I know, I know, exactly. I don't know who else could pull out. Who would even think to pull off that shit? But like, <laughs> Ms. Marks, she done did it. I love her. Um, <laughs> um, and, um, and then, like, we, I think we get to a point where they're both on the cusp of reaching 500,000 or the 5 million albums. I really I don't remember. 500,000. 500,000. And um, Rio is like, oh, like, they both need just one more. I'll go buy one. And this is where we see Rio wearing this really weird jumpsuit <laughs> that, like, has, like, a column going down his, like, you know, the middle of him. And in that column is, like, a bunch of, like, you know, colored blocks type thing. It was almost like a Tetris situation. Uh, it was it was a weird outfit. I kind of, like, I, I'm not saying I didn't like it. It was just weird. Yeah, I, yeah, same. I was just like, what the fuck is Rio wearing? Not that I hated exactly. it, but I hated that he was wearing it. Right. I mean, yeah, because I hate Rio. Right. <laughs> yeah, anything he wears is just ruined by his shitty little face and his yeah. shitty little hair. Exactly. Exactly. Sh- shitty self. And his and his abusive personality in general. <laughs> yeah. Um so basically, yeah, he buys the record and then Pizzazz is kind of like that shouldn't count because he's part of this group. Um, right. And and Mr. Beach is like, yeah, that's actually pretty fucking fair. So like that one didn't count. Um, and then someone else buys an album, but she buys both of them, so it's extra. Like, oh my god, who's gonna win? Um, yeah, we see Ashley battling Clash for some reason. Clashly, Clashly. There you go. Because I mean, as that's I what was... you said. Did I? <laughs> yeah. You... He's in Clash and Ashley Clashly. Oh, well, I can't even keep track of the things I just say. Um, <laughs> the moments, if not seconds after. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, Clashly is pairing up. And I thought it was actually very fitting that they would be battling because, like, they're their respective counterparts of both groups. You know, like, Ashley is the worst from the Gem the Holograms. Clash is the worst from the Misfits. I, I liked how they had a moment, at least at the end of the season, you know? Wait, but, like, my whole issue with this was, like, don't we like Ashley now? Do we? <laughs> we were just singing her praises last episode for keeping it real. That is true, but I'm, like, I'm, 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 I'm like you know, comparing her to the other orphans at times. Like, I still think Ashley is the worst. Has Ashley improved? Yes, she has. Is she still the Clash of the Holograms? Yes, of course. Um, that said, though, Clash's hair got better. It did. It did get better. I think it's purple now. Yeah, it's just solid purple, which was like, again, there were a lot of design changes in this episode. Like, all of their faces were kind of different. The makeup was different. The clothes were different. The hair. Um, which was yeah. nice that they, like, threw Clash a bone because her hair before was Fucking the salt too. on the eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It made no sense. An afro with a rat tail, oh, but, like, also, yeah. like, pink and green. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Um... Yeah. So Clashly doing their thing, but they're like also accosting some customer. Right, right, Clash right. tries to bribe him and then Ashley like, you know, punches her out um, or something. 
Yeah, or something, and then eventually the holograms win. I guess this guy like buys the hologram episode or album. Um, and I actually like think it kind of would have been better if the Misfits won and Jericho learned some kind of lesson or something of like right not having to like hide both aspects of her personality or trying to be more true to herself or something. I really wanted the Misfits to have a win. Right, like I think they deserve to win this time. Yeah, exactly. And, like, um, they, they were only fair. off by, like... Yeah, they played fair. They were only off by one. Um, they had the, like, kind of momentum kind of thing. It just feel, it felt like Gem the Holograms came in, pushed them off their pedestal, and, you know, just kind of ruined the, the good run they had going. Yeah, like, just because, like, the Misfits are bad doesn't mean they always have to lose all the time. Like... I don't know. I felt like for the, I feel like for the second season, if we had some level of character growth, but no, she just stays the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Jen looks like a Raggedy Ann doll here. Did you notice that? (laughs) Whatever do you mean? She's like a purple Raggedy Ann doll. Like her whole look was like very tattery and it looked like she was like trying to be, uh, you know, a throw doll. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that, but I thought her purple eyeshadow was a travesty. Yeah, it was a lot of purple, and particularly in the eye game. Um, yeah. But the Misfits lose. Pizzazz has a breakdown. Again, quite unfortunate. And then <laughs> um, we go to this awards ceremony, and they win the awards. Like, yeah, this golden album and, like, the Roadster, which, like, they already had one. <laughs> so, whatever. Uh... That being said, though, I do really love Aja's wearing, like, a really nice billowy blue gown. I thought she looked great. That was good stuff. Everyone else looked like shit, though. Exactly. Everyone else looked terrible, but Aja looked fine, which is... I'm fine <laughs> with that. She had a nice ponytail um, at some point. I don't know which one, but this episode, she at one point had a nice ponytail. Cool. Um, I, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Kimber's outfit is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. I didn't clock it. I'm sure it was terrible because I remember her having pretty shitty outfits this entire episode. It was super rough. Like, it was just... A, the whole dress was, like, a giant ruffle. Like, j- ruffles on ruffles on ruffles. Ruffle sleeves. And it was, like, long and billowy. It was bad. Um, yeah, that sounds terrible. Uh, and as, uh, you know, everyone's winning and, like, you know, enjoying the success that they've achieved. And Jarek and Rhea are dancing... And we get some more of this glitter and gold shit-ass song. Um, <laughs> I was like, yo, bitch, if it's going to be a repeat, like, give me a heads up, you know? Then I'll just skip <laughs> through it. Yeah. But no, this so, just, it's, it, it just kind of, like, continued into them dancing and all that jazz. Well, at least they didn't do a repeat of both songs. Right, because it cuts away to commercial, and then the episode actually ends. There was, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, there was, like, maybe a half repeat, but... You know, not a full repeat or not like a double repeat, you know, which is, uh, again, our least favorite thing in the world. Right. Yeah, we hate a double repeat. Yeah, it's just uh, fucking lazy. Exactly. So, yeah, this is the end of the episode. So we should dole out our titles. So who do we think right. is the weakest bitch? Weakest bitch of this episode. Rio? Oh, or Jerica? Yeah. It's... Mm, no, I'm going to give it to Rio. Rio was a travesty. He was a train wreck. <laughs> I really didn't enjoy him. When he kicked over that 
But they kicked over the plane. Like that, that is like the weakest bitch moment. Like that's so much weak, weak bitch energy. It's just ah, dude, I hated it. And when he was going off on Kimber, like ah, oh, such a weak bitch. Yeah, he has like mad issues. Ah, uh, yeah, he's fucked up. He's like really fucked up in the head. Uh, and abusive. Yeah, and you know what's wild is he hasn't been like a main fixture in like any of the episodes recently and now he's back and like back to being the worst so i kind of forgot how awful he is yeah 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 and actually not like i also don't think at any point throughout the series we like get any sort of real backstory or (laughs) learn more about his origins and why he's like this uh (laughs) Which I kind of love, but at the same time, it would have been, like, maybe kind of nice to maybe get one origin story episode. I don't know. Yeah, like, any level of, like, I guess that's the issue with the show. It doesn't strive to go into, like, any background. It's so lazy. Yeah, yeah. They're they're very, uh, it's very plot-driven and, like, here in the now plot. Uh, But anyways, regardless, Rio, weakest bitch of the episode... I would argue maybe even the weakest bitch of the season. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, can do we that. Can right do that. Um, yeah, we hate him. Like, there's <laughs> no question. <laughs> yeah, really hate a bitch. Uh, but baddest bitch of the episode. <sighs> okay, so I feel like you're going to go for the assistant, like the, the clerk, the cashier. Right, right. I mean, she, and- she's definitely a nominee. Yeah, she she should be up there. Um, I kind of want to say no, not pizzazz, but her outfits did. She looked so good. She looked um, real good this episode. She really did. Roxy in that like reptilian madam outfit was Repti- dope. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best description of that outfit. It was reptilian madam, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, uh, I could just nominate that outfit. Um, Dude, yeah. Reptilian <laughs> madam outfit that Roxy happened to wear. That is fine with me. That should probably be it. Yeah? You you want to just, like, stop there? 100%, 100% because nothing else throughout this episode made me, like, take a second, pause, and be like, wow, that's amazing. Other than that outfit. Yeah, that's so true. Okay, well... Roxy's outfit, you're the baddest bitch of this episode, but who is the baddest bitch of the season? Of the season, does anyone, I mean, Does anyone oh, deserve that title? I, that's also a fair argument unto itself, but I'm going to give it to Aja. I think she's consistently been the most rough and tumble of the gang, not falling into, like, you know, bullshit, random... Like she hasn't had a lot of stories really about her, but when she does participate in a story, it's usually to be kind of the most badass of the group. Yeah, I agree. I like Aja the most, and she looked the best this episode. She gives, like, strong lesbian energy, and I love it. Um, exactly, exactly. She's really about that. Yeah, I, I'm here for that. I was actually going to say Aja, too. Wonderful. Aja, you got a girl killing it. Killing it. Um, so, Rio, fuck you. Aja, we see you. And that outfit, mm we love mm. you. We love a good reptilian <laughs> madam, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's, like, going to be on my my mood board. Oh, yeah, like, exactly. But... <laughs> I want to wear that to funerals. I think that would be a good funeral <laughs> outfit. You could have, like, 
webbed, like, okay. So the outfit, like, goes, the sleeves have gloves attached, and they're, like, webbed. Nice. You know? Or they could just be covered in fishnet. You could just wear fishnet gloves. That would also make sense. Uh, yeah. You would want the fish. Can you have webbed and fishnets? Can we combo those two? (laughs) Yes. Of course we can. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, so yeah, with all that said and done, that brings us to another episode, the end of yet another episode of Gem Girls Podcast and the end of season one of Gem Girls Podcast. Wow, we did it. We did it. What a milestone. Michael, how do you feel? I don't know, the same, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Is it a milestone? (laughs) I'm sincerely so happy to have gone on this journey with you, Michael. And oh, I same here. We've learned. What... We've grown. We've learned. <laughs> we've, I don't know, uh, scraped the bottom of the barrel of uh, morality. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, we've really gone to some places. Some places I don't want to go back to. Yeah, we should probably be tarred and feathered. Uh, yeah, at least once. At least once. Uh, at least once, yeah. Maybe drawn yeah. and quartered, if you will. Like, maybe, a, like, you know, drawn in two quarters. Just like a half quarter. <laughs> drawn in half. <laughs> or drawn, like, in eighths. Yeah, I was like, I was gonna, like, draw, can you just draw one quarter? Is that cool? Like, I feel like that's equivalent. <laughs> To what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just take an arm. Yeah, or or one leg, whatever. Yeah, a toe. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you, whoever is listening to this, for listening to us. And um, yeah, visit our social media, Gem Girls Podcast. And uh, also give this a rave review, because obviously you listen to every episode of the season, so now you have a really good idea of just how good this podcast is. <laughs> uh, so leave us, you know, five stars and a positive review on Apple Podcasts and or wherever you find podcasts, but probably just Apple Podcasts. <laughs> probably, because that's the only place it is. Exactly, exactly. You have to keep the options open. Um, but with all that said and done, I am Orifice Jones. And I'm Hakuna Matitis. And until next time... Stay, Stay outrageous. outrageous. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, man, that was all right. That was that one was fine.